Hey everybody, I'm back. I'd like to shake things up by starting a new series format. I'd like to call it Drop Your Shorts here. Maybe the, the target time for each of these episodes will be just like five minutes. I'd like to cover some fairly hot things that you really don't hear in any kind of uh, social media, any of the news uh, outlets, even the conservative outlets. Uh, I want to do this because I think that the subjects themselves will be very important. And the first one here I'd like to do this morning is I'd like to explain why January 6th, it's utterly impossible for it to be viewed as and treated as an insurrection at this point in time. Yeah, I know. Some people, it's it's just uh, they, they can't handle it. They don't want to hear that. Conservatives included. And here, let me explain why. At this point in time, there is no doubt whatsoever remaining that everything that involved the election of Donald Trump, uh, everything through his presidency, was a big box of federal treason. And um, and it's all coming out slowly, not quickly enough, kind of wish it was sooner, kind of wish it was talked about more. But what we have um, within the spying that we're finding more out about now not only was he spied on and that's important because it the if the goal was to keep him from moving the ball when it was uh let's just say our turn let's call it our turn conservative votes won and he was unable to do the progress that we believe in and even if you despise him you're conservative you're a catholic christian jew whatever whatever you might be it was wrong when, and now we find out that he wasn't the only individual, the you know, office of the presidency was not the only one that was spied on. If you're into controlling outcomes and outputs and, and policies and projects and everything, you spy on everybody around him, and that's what they did. Now, there, you can hear a lot of people saying it wasn't spying, it was. Things were being shared with the person who was paying for this, and it was Hillary Clinton again, as much as we all hate hearing her name and seeing her hideous face. So they were spying on the office of the vice president. So Mike Pence is in there, and, he, and the, the verdict's not quite in on him yet. He did some goofy stuff, and he's probably trying to save his butt, being an established guy. Okay, whatever. We'll find out more. But they were also spying on the National Security Council, the National Economic Council, the Trade Council, the office of the inspector general, and we, uh, uh, M- Michael Horowitz is a piece of crap. Let's just put it at that way at this point because they probably were able to see who he's communicating with and we know that during the whole Russia hoax uh, he hung on to the communication devices that were used by general counsel for, for the Department of Justice James Baker they he hung on to that evidence uh, even though they were uh, Evidence of that type was specifically requested for the investigation. Um, so now, the special prosecutor John Durham had just had recently had those turned over to him. Okay, so there's just way too much crap here, way too many mistakes to chalk this up to incompetence. And and the thing you'll hear me say repeatedly, and it's very important, this was treason or incompetence. And you can you can scratch, you can erase incompetence from that option that option you can remove it because we hear no no talk about remedying 
fixing all of the problems that just happened that would be incompetence, nor are we hearing any pushback from our allies. So if we've lived through this and you want to call this incompetence, there were thousands of opportunities to write this, to correct it, to not go through with it. All of them failed. All of these firewalls just fell apart. If you were the national security director for an ally, a na uh, nation state, would you be cooperating with our intelligence community? Would you be sharing things that might get uh, agents or spies of your own killed? I don't think so. There's too many global things going on here where things line up that we've talked about in the past that are not organic. So let's add the events of the fake impeachment over Ukraine. We now know that all of the testimony was pre-hearsed, right? So they ran through things beforehand. The FOIA emails from the State Department indicate that Viktor Shokin, the prosecutor general, Ukraine, that was fired when Joe Biden insisted in order, you know, in order for Ukraine to receive its uh, loan commitment, he had, he's the man that, he, that Biden had fired. Now, we know that all the emails in the past from the State Department were offering glorious praise of Viktor Shokin's integrity and his efficiency at rooting out corruption. That was his job. You know, in order to do business with us, you can't have corruption. We're allowed to have tons of it. In fact, it's like probably 80% of our operations. But if you're going to be the beneficiary of some of our programs, you have to be squeaky clean. But that's not what they really wanted in Ukraine. Now, we know that the oligarch like that they speak of and George Soros are fighting over this moneymaker in Ukraine. Um, of course, that was part of the Russia hoax story that they used against Bob Dole in 2007 and against Trump in 16. Anyways, so he ha Biden had Victor Shokin fired because he was getting very close to Burisma and Hunter. There was that $7 million bribe. That was the big joke in the State Department emails. How much is a bribe in Ukraine these days? What's the going rate? So we know that Everything in there with that Ukraine impeachment was utter crap. But here's the beauty. Here's the silver lining. Here's the takeaway. They impeached wrongly. They impeached Trump based on allegations that Joe Biden actually took part in when he was vice president. In other words, Biden is fully eligible to be successfully impeached and removed. Um, well, I don't see that really happening because the people behind all the streets and stuff are really, aren't really going to turn themselves in at any point. We can only hope that the interviews uh, that the special prosecutor Durham is working on kind of bear some fruit here. But I'm not holding my breath. So anyways, given all the stuff that was going on, the treason, sedition, misprision of treason, whatever you want to call it, we would have to... Well, this is just too much. So given, in light of those revelations, January 6th could not have been an insurrection because the people that were there fighting the government were fighting the cabal, the illegitimate government 
all of the uh, even that yeah that's the new one we can add to the list whatever your enemies accuse you of doing they're doing themselves illegitimate well you got it there so basically january 6th the people who partook in that were heroes and, and don't let them trick you again and say well they engaged in violence yes they had cameras there to catch the people so when the police started attacking females of course a gentleman was going to step forward to try and save her life uh we did lose a few people that way where they were beating a woman in the head with batons um, and when the men move to stop the assault that's the footage you're going to see you aren't going to see much of the other stuff of course there's the whole smoke grenades uh tear gas grenades that were launched on people when they were still peaceful of course tear gas cannot be used on violent people when it's blm or antifa but hey uh, you know, maybe we're making progress. No, I'm, I'm joking. Anyways, January 6th, it is utterly impossible at this point in time for anybody to legitimately consider it an insurrection. It's patriotism. Peace out.